and we are back. Y'all know that's right. Back again for another episode of the Hoop Plug. Yes, sir. And as always, rocking with you. It's your main man, Faraz, in the building. And I got with me my brother, my partner in crime, co-host, co-CEO, Stir to the Fry, Ty. Tyler, how you feeling today, my brother? Oh, man, I'm feeling charged up. We got a great show for y'all. Joke is starting in a new role. Don't get distracted. Orlando's got something going on. AD playing himself into MVP contention and more. Faraz, how you feeling? I'm feeling good, bro. I'm feeling good, bro. You already know, man, all that and very much more. Um, always happy to get on wax, giving you guys that new hoop plug. You know what I'm saying? It never stops and never sleeps. Without further ado. Yo, man. Down and down. You know, me and Faraz both attended. We might have to attend again with Coach Prime down there taking over and running the <laughs> ship. But there's something different about this year's Nuggets. And it's all starting with their point man, their point forward, their superstar, Nikola Jokic. Because my man is in a new role. The usage rate ain't through the roof. He is no longer the seven-foot center version of James Harden in Houston. <laughs> yes, that usage rate has dropped. But the wins have started stacking. Correct, correct. Not a new look Denver Nuggets, but, you know, seeing Jamal Murray slide back into the lineup, you know what I'm saying? That's a big help, a big boost for the Joker. You know what I mean? And we saw a lot of this action in the bubble. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was playoff basketball, so you saw a very aggressive version of Nikola Jokic. But regardless, I mean, right now, as Ty mentioned, he's still getting his, you know what I mean, usage rate down, and everybody's eating. And the number one thing is the team is winning games. You really love to see it. I mean, this this type of ball really showcases Jokic's true talent. You know what I mean? He doesn't need to have the ball for 15 seconds in a possession, you know, every single time down the floor, right? He could just barely touch the ball. So there might be times where he might not even touch the rock, right? But it's that ability to score, that threat on the offensive end. And the playmaking IQ, you know what I mean, from the five positions. So... Uh, this Denver Nuggets team has been looking good as of late and uh, making up for some of their early season woes. Yeah, man, uh, you hit on it. I think this is the type of basketball Nikola Jokic is more comfortable playing. I think he prefers this. No, he's not leading the league in points and rebounds. He's not going to be an MVP. He's not going to go three times in a row. But he's shooting a career high 63% from the field. He's averaging a career high nine assists per game. And that's not only because Jamal Murray is back. That's not only because Michael Porter is doing his thing. It's because my man Bones Highland is getting busy. Okay, oh, another yeah. year around the sun, and he's capitalizing. I got a comparison for you, all right? I like this young man's game. He's probably the same age as me. But <laughs> comparison, Jay Crossover, Jamal Crawford. Do you see a little comparison there? Ooh. Long, lanky frames, microwaves off the bench. They get busy. They get buckets. I like that. You know what I'm saying? Gritty guard, got the handle, got the swag. You know what I'm saying? Perfect perfect fit really here in Denver. You know what I mean? Like you mentioned, another year around the sun. Really seen improvements from him this season, contributing in a big way to the Denver Nuggets. I mean, in 20 minutes off the bench, right, he's averaging 14 points a game, uh, 3.3 assists, just enough to make his impact felt. You know what I mean? And he's really picked up his play in, in, as of late. You know what I mean? So I only expect his play to improve. And he's, he's definitely got a little bit of J-crossover in him, no doubt. 
Yeah, man. And it's like this. Everyone is uh, is, is just clicking on the highest cylinder for Denver right now on the offensive end. They got Bruce Brown that they brought over from Brooklyn. And he's been playing well. I mean, Swiss Army knife that can do it all. The weird thing, he used to play forward in Brooklyn. He's almost playing exclusively guard in Denver, but it's not mattering. Uh, but the question here is, okay, we see the new style of play. Nikola Jokic is an even more efficient version of what he was last year. You got the pieces back. Will this style of play lead to more success in the playoffs? There's no doubt about it. I mean, you're seeing everybody eat. You know what I'm saying? Nobody at the table is hungry over in the mile high city of Denver. You know what I mean? You still look at Jokic's numbers. I mean, the points are down a bit, but rebounds are down just a tiny bit. But I mean, absolutely monstrous numbers, almost averaging a triple-double from the five position and doing it, like you said, with the least amount of usage he's ever had in his career and the highest uh, efficiency rates. So this is basketball. This is championship-winning basketball, excuse me. Um, and I think if they can keep this up, if they can get contribution from their other guys, like you mentioned, Highland being one of them, if he can continue his play and even step it up, you know, we get Michael Porter Jr. returning from his injury and, you know, the team starts to kind of get back into a place where it was a few years ago. This Denver Nuggets team looks poised to make a very deep run into the playoffs. You know what I mean? And, and p- potentially, right, a run for a championship. You see the Western Conference right now. A lot of the teams you expect to be at the top, at the bottom of the conference, barring the Lakers, who are really making a surge, and we'll talk about them a little bit later, a surge to the top behind AD's play of late. Uh, It's anybody's Western Conference. I mean, the Phoenix Suns are looking good. A couple other teams are looking good, right? But it's very possible for this Denver Nuggets squad to go very, very deep into this playoffs. Oh, yeah, man. It's open for sure. When you think about, or at least when I think about the struggles for the Denver Nuggets in the playoffs. It's always about, okay, the other team has found a way to take Jokic out of the series. Not completely. He's a superstar. He's a back-to-back MVP. He's going to get his numbers. But when you limit him, you really limited that Denver Nuggets office. Now that they're kicking the ball, you got more mouse that are getting fed. That should be less of a problem. This is a top two offense in the NBA right now. Yep. But... The concern for me for the Nuggets has and always will be their defense. Until Nikola Jokic shows me something on the other side of the court, I'm not sure how they can win with him playing the minutes they need him to play, holding down the paint. That's a very valid point. You know, we'll see if Denver and and Jokic specifically can really improve on that side of the ball. We know they can score with the best of them, right? Uh, let's see if they can stop the ball a few times. I think that's that's the number one thing. And as they always say, uh, free throws win games and defense wins championships. So got to have that under your belt if you really want to make a deep run for a ring, you know? So, yeah. I'm with you right there. All right, y'all. NBA fans, don't get distracted by the record. Something special is happening in Orlando. Okay, there is a spirit of hope, a, an air of potential, and Bull Bull has now proved he belongs. It's not just about Bol Bol, the 7-2 freak. It's about Paolo Banchero, who just looks like baby Braun, giving you a cool 22-7-4 every night. Okay, and that's, that's at 20 years young. This, combined with a Franz Wagner that looks beyond his years in terms of composure and output on the court, giving them about 17-18 points a game. Oof. 
the Orlando Magic have not been stacking up wins, but they are stacking up young, talented wings. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about that. I mean, with the drafting of Paolo Banchero, with, you know, bringing in Bobo, with the drafting of Franz Wagner, you know, kind of the, the bad decisions of the past. You have Cole Anthony there as well. You have a lot of great pieces to work with. This Orlando Magic team is not going to win a championship. This year, they're not going to win a championship. Let me Let me correct myself. The Orlando Magic will not be in the playoffs this year, next year, maybe not the year. Uh, let, let me not get carried away, but regardless, this team right now is poised to do great things in the future. I'm thinking three years down the line, four years down the line, I see this team being very, very competitive in the Eastern Conference and rivaling those days of Dwight Howard and rivaling those days of Shaq. You know what I mean? Those guys were able to get them to the to the dance, but they weren't really able to ever get them over the top. Let's see if this core of young talent can really do it because between all the guys that you mentioned, Cole Anthony, a couple other cats, Jonathan Isaac, who's injured. Yeah, I was, I'm not sure if he still plays basketball. It's been so long for Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> Old Bowl, though. Yo, this guy is so fun to watch, bro. We have floor spacing bigs, right? That's nothing new in the game in today's NBA. When you see a seven-footer catch it on the perimeter, throw a pump fake up and attack the closeout, like... Seven six wingspan, just with the handle, it just it makes you like stop and think. Dang, this is where the league is going. Six nine, six ten, seven footers that can do everything there is to do on a basketball court. Well, they Bro. now have three of those guys: Paolo, Franz, and Bol Bol. Man, is this the future? Is is the Orlando Magic? Are they showing us what is going to look like the NBA in, in 10, 15 years? Um, it seems so. Uh, it looks like they're looking to set the blueprint, and it's very possible that they do so. Um, this Orlando Magic team, again, is not poised to win many games this year or the next year, but they've really stacked talent. And you know something? You know, it's funny. Everyone's in the Wemby series. You know what I mean? That's what I'm going to start calling it, you know? <laughs> uh, Bull Bull is that. You know what I mean? And he's showing that he's able to do it at a high level. Um, maybe not as talented as Wembayama, but that's that's saying a lot, right? Because Wembayama is a, a next level talent, and Bobo himself handles skill. He's he's up there, man. He's he's sick. You know what I mean? So this team is poised to do a lot of good things in the near future. I'm looking. I'm gonna be excited to watch them. Good For thing real, is, man. I got Go family in Orlando, so I know where I'm going when they start hey, getting hey, to the hey. chip. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, they might be closer than we all think. Bold Bold, if he just hits it right, and he's still playing like 20 minutes a night. I think it's under 20 minutes a night. But the efficiency is crazy. Three-pointers at the at the top of the key. He's shooting an insane percentage. This man is pushing it in transition. He can mix it with the handle. Dribble pull-up jumpers, offhand cross-court passes. It's crazy. It, yeah. it really is. Bold does it all, man. Bold does it all. His numbers are not looking too shabby either. You know what I mean? Averaging about 13 points a game, about eight rebounds, assists, two blocks a game on 41% shooting from the three and 60% shooting from the field. Bold in 27 minutes. You know what I mean? So his minutes have picked up a little bit. But with all that being said, Bold Bold is looking like a bucket. You know what I mean? I think with a true opportunity to start in the NBA, I think he'll surprise a lot of people. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's all about opportunity. Speaking right. of an opportunity, Anthony Davis, Frost told y'all we we're going to talk about it. The time is now. He's playing himself into MVP contention. 
And I got a question for you, Faraz. Yes, After sir. that double nickel performance, has the torch been passed? Are the Lakers AD's team? I think if the torch wasn't already passed, it was the interview where LeBron basically came out right after and was like, yes, it's his team. Yes, this is what we need. This is basically <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Once you got that endorsement from the king, come on, man. It's, it's AD's team. We knew it was. You know what I mean? It was supposed to be that way. LeBron carried the weight when AD was down. You know what I'm saying? But guess what? AD's got his swagger back. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? So uh, AD's been looking amazing as of late, looking top two when he's not two as of late. Let me not exaggerate, but he's been looking so good. Top five in the league, no doubt. And this Lakers team in the last 10 games are eight and two. Not sure what happened. They had any more games since that record has been put out. But Anthony Davis is really giving the, the Los Angeles faithful some hope. That's true, man, and it and it's well needed. Uh, this is a team that just got. Hopefully, they can stay out, but a purgatory of they were in for the last uh, year and a half. But I agree with you. The torch is being passed, but I'm a little bit surprised in the circumstances. Yes, they did win a championship when LeBron was the guy, but these last two years. It's not like this is a happy time transition. This is a, <laughs> okay, we're just trying to salvage things here in L.A. Correct. It doesn't even feel like this team won a championship. Maybe it's the bubble, but <sighs> it's weird. Russell's been playing better. He bought in off the bench. It's no longer even a story. We don't even talk about it anymore. Nope. nope. AD is back to himself. LeBron is still Bron in his mm-hmm. late age, yet... I don't think you expect them to make a deep run, do you? Well, I think with AD playing like this, anything is possible. You know what I mean? And for me, a deep run for how this team was looking earlier in the season. Second round exit is cool. You know what I mean? No one even expected this roster even make it to the playoffs. I think they can get there. I think if they continue their trend, like, no, seriously, like, 8 out of 2 is a big deal. Excuse me, 8 out of 10 is a big deal, right? So... AD has been absolutely hooping. You mentioned the positives. Russell Westbrook is no longer a story. He's doing his thing. Russell Westbrook is having fun again. You know what I mean? And uh, LeBron is LeBron, as you mentioned. So the Lakers have been on a good path right now. If they can stay consistent with this kind of play, uh, AD can stay consistent with his play and the rest of the supporting cast do their thing. I wouldn't be surprised to see them squeaking in bottom three spots bottom two spots by the end of the season. You yeah, know? yeah, that's all well said. And just a couple more numbers to wrap this up. AD, after that 55-point night, joins Shaquille O'Neal as the only player with back-to-back games, 40-plus, 10 rebounds for the purple and gold. He also earned Western Conference Player of the Week. Well-deserved for AD. Good to see him back balling again. Moving on. Yo. Another season for the Dallas Mavericks in the Luka era. And after last year, Western Conference Finals pushed the eventual champion Golden State Warriors. It's fair to say the expectations rose, right? Generational talent coming off of your success. Bring the thing back. Expectations have risen. But this team is not the same. All right? I think that playmaking is being severely missed. Yes, you have Dinwiddie that's increased in his role, but the pace, 
the fuel to give the team what they need at a given moment, the savviness of Jalen Brunson is missed in Dallas. That's not made more apparent in any one signing than Kemba Walker. That sounds like desperation to me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you hey. think of the Mavs and their sluggish start? You, you've got a point. You've got a great point here, Tyler. Um, this Mavericks team does feel a hole in their offense, right? The only reason why they were able to do what they were able to do is obviously Luka Doncic, but Jalen Brunson was a very quiet Robin to Luka's Batman. You know what I mean? He was able to take a, a major load off of Luka, and even in a game, I believe, where he wasn't injured, he stepped up and you know hit the shots and did what the team needed from him to move forward without Luka for that game. Say all that to say this, his craftiness, Sure, is being appreciated in New York right now, but it's being missed in Dallas. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie is a very solid player. You know what I mean? But um, more so on the back end of his career, you know, he might give you a couple more years, but Jalen Brunson on the front end of his. Not to say anything about Spencer Spencer himself, but right now I believe Jalen is the better player. The Mavs are going to need to do something. I mean, Christian Wood has not been hooping. He was supposed to give them a big lift and a big assist. Um, coming off the bench, matter of fact, for them, behind Dorian Finney-Smith. So um, they, they've got some work to do. Luka dropping 40, unfortunately, is not enough every night. It might be enough some nights, but not every night. Seems like it's the only option. I saw that stat. They haven't won a game when Luka has scored less than 30. So <laughs> uh, it seems like they need it. It's not empty stats. We know Luka is that dude. But the roster around him right now is is just not up to par. The silver lining, though, for Dallas, this is how their season started last year. <laughs> Luke is a sure. slow starter. He hasn't been off to a slow start this year, but that scene got off to a slow start. It, it, and it's weird. Tim Hardaway Jr. couldn't hit anything till he came to the Garden and lit that lit that place up. Facts. Yeah, I, I think they can turn the tide. They just got some work to do down in Dallas. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's definitely not too late. I mean, it's early in the season. I mean, Lucas still in the contention for the MVP race, and I don't see him going away anytime soon. Uh, about a little bit over 20 games into the season now, or just about 20. And you can kind of really see where the teams and where the players start to stack up. And Lucas' scoring average hasn't fallen off. Assists and rebounds haven't tapered off. So I think it's fair to expect these kind of numbers from him throughout the season, which is a pretty major feat to be averaging 33 points and almost nine rebounds and almost nine assists per game while averaging two steals. Like, he's doing it all for this Dallas Mavericks team, and uh, we just pray he gets some help. Yeah, man. It's crazy that we got seven guys, seven guys averaging 30 this year, man. Talents at an all-time high. Talents somehow, doesn't matter how good the game gets, the OGs will find a way to hate. All right, we had a little <laughs> bit of hating going on. Paul Pierce notorious you remember when he said he was better than Dwayne Dwayne Wade Wade. come on man come on come on the truth you're supposed to speak the Ah. truth man (laughs) (laughs) oh man well Paul Pierce on a show with Kevin Garnett said I think after last year's playoffs he being Jason Tatum surpassed Kevin Durant as far as a better player in the NBA today I felt this way last year I'm taking Tatum over KD I've seen enough after the playoffs What'd you think of that, brother? Um, Jason Tatum is good, no doubt about it. He's having 
career best season right now. He's really emerging onto the scene if he hasn't emerged already. The true clear-cut leader of this Boston Celtics team. Say all that to say this. Jason Tatum is not Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is arguably, you know, I don't want to start, I don't want to get shot here, right? But he's he's up there in the all-time greats list. I mean, definitely when it comes to store, scoring. Kevin Durant does what he wants, whenever he wants, how he wants. You know what I mean? And if he was in a system, and I don't mean to defend him in this aspect, such as the Boston Celtics, which we saw him excel, absolutely excel in that Warriors system, I think he'd be having a much sweeter time than right now. But we got we can't forget the external circumstances for each team. Jason Tatum's team is going to make him look much better. And right now, the way the Brooklyn Nets are playing, I mean, getting a little bit better than they were in the beginning of the season, it's not doing KD any favors. But That's uh, true. And, and, and those two just squared off. KD played amazing, but the Celtics won. Yep. So that shames your shapes your view a little bit, just to, to go to your point. Correct. 100%. So, no, no. Thank you for that. That was basically the icing on the cake that I needed. So um, the truth, unfortunately, I don't think he's speaking the truth still. And uh, I have to say, bro, my favorite Paul Pierce moment of all time is not when he won a championship. It's not when he came back from getting stabbed, although that is pretty hype. You know, uh, it's when Draymond told him at the free throw line, you ain't getting no. What is it? You ain't getting no farewell you, ceremony. Kobe. Yeah, <laughs> they don't love you. you. Ain't Kobe. They don't love you like you, Kobe. And, and that one hurt. That one hurt, and uh, Paul Pierce retired into obscurity until he started making wild statements as a close commentator. So, You know, one of the best parts of the game for me as a fan watching on TV are guys like Paul Pierce, guys like Draymond Green. Yeah, we're united in our disdain towards them, but that only adds to the, to the, to the heat of the battle when you're in those trenches, when you're watching those wars take place on the NBA hardwood. Like... I feel like there's less of those guys now. How many Tony Islands can you name in the league today? Like, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't really tell you. Who else? Maybe Udonis Haslam? But he's not even a player. Nah, he's a part-time he's, coach. Yeah, basically. i never seen that. My boy, part-time and then two jobs. The two part-time jobs equal one full-time job? That's the question <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> You know? But yeah, man, like, I, I don't know, bro. There's not, there's not that many rough street guys. Nah, and I think, um, you know, someone made a great point about uh, Charles Oakley, right? I mean, you don't really see enforcers like that or what you're mentioning in the league like that anymore. And again, I don't want to just equate Tony Allen or Draymond Green to the enforcers, right? But um, those trash talking guys, those guys that you're going to see that and hear that from it and let their play really show um, the league has gotten better. You know what I mean? So really and truly, with all due respect to Charles Oakley's great career, uh, he wouldn't have a place in today's NBA. You know what I mean? Whereas I think is what has happened with that, that transition from what we might have seen before to what we see today. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, but I don't know, man. It, that's... That kind of sucks. I, I want the enforcers <laughs> back, man. Yeah, bro. I, I, need, I feel like the 2022 version is just Steven Adams. Steven Adams is a good one. <laughs> Don't get my point cold like that. Giannis is <laughs> looking. Like, nah, it's Pat Bev. Pat Bev. He's enforcer. Okay, there we Pat go. Pat Bev is one. Bev. You know what I'm saying? He's he's okay. He's just running out there, but he's an enforcer. Um, Jay Crowder, he, he ain't on the team right now because his son's 
I don't know what's going on. They waived him or is he injured or what's what's going on? They're trying he to trade asked him. for a trade and they just still haven't traded him. Oh man. Well Jay Crowder is kinda like that. Marcus Morris. Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. Okay, okay. You know, so we got a, some. okay, okay, okay. We got some. All right. I take I re, I take back my statement. Yes. Thankfully. I'm 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 proud to. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I mean, I still think that Charles Oakley would have a hard time getting into the league today, but still, regardless, I agree. Retract most of whatever else I said though. <laughs> 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 Word. All right, y'all. That's going to do it. Another episode of the Hoop Plug in the Books. Before we get out of here, we just want to tell you all about the good folks at EvanAlexanderGrooming.com. Yes, sir. That's the premier place for your beard care, skin care, hair care. Everything that you need, they've got it in one place. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Make sure you guys are using that promo code hoop underscore plug underscore at checkout. Until next week. For us, why don't you let them know where we put that flavor? As always, guys, and before I let them know, stay tuned for some special guest features in the mix coming up soon. And as always, put some flavor in your ear. Peace. Peace.
And while we're here right now, we've got you guys listening. Please do not forget to like, subscribe, turn post notifications on. Leave a little comment. You know what I'm saying? The hoop plug is always active, always responding to our fans. So we appreciate all the love and support. You know what I'm saying?